Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. What is happening today, everyone? It is Dave Mormon, the home service business coach. I wanted to thank you again for tuning in to another episode here on my podcast. It means so much. I try to push out as much free content as I possibly can to give you, the home service entrepreneur, a fighting chance as you continue to grow your business. I read a stat that something like eight out of 10 businesses fail in their first five years. And I think the large part of that is because you don't get around successful people and you don't invest enough in your learning. So congrats to you for tuning in for another episode. I want to be dropping as many gold nuggets as I can on you as you go throughout your day. Uh, This podcast has been great for me to be able to reach more home service entrepreneurs who are out fighting the good fight. You're driving around to quotes. You're going to see customers, do interviews, run around and do the many things that we do as home service entrepreneurs. So today's episode is a little bit different. I was a guest on my friend's podcast, uh, Scott Jared. I'd recommend later finding him on YouTube. If you put in Scott cleans it, He's got a really cool channel where he's documenting his journey, growing his cleaning business. And uh, we chatted uh, on this talk for about an hour or so, you'll see. And uh, he asked me a number of questions just about my journey and my background. But we really get into the five things that you need to do to grow your pressure washing business. So Without further ado, I want to introduce you to my friend Scott, and you're going to have a front row seat to hear our conversation. I wish you all the best this next week as you go through your journey, and I hope you get at least one practical takeaway on our chat here. We'll talk to you guys soon. I am Scott. Welcome to Scott. Please it. Uh, tonight, guys, I am excited to have the man that you see right over here in the other screen. I'm going to introduce him to you guys, and then I'm going to let him tell you all about him. He, listen, before anybody gets alarmed, okay, David right here is from Canada. Okay, so he's going to talk a little different. So I'm just messing with you, man. No, this is uh, this is David Mormon, guys. Is, am I saying that last name correct? You got it, man. Cool. All right. Welcome. I see you guys popping into the channel. What's up? Welcome. As always, guys, uh, to help the channel out, if you want your comment or your question to be displayed on the screen for the entire world to see and also to be available after this uh, live feed goes uh, onto YouTube, you'll be able to see it 
uh, from here till whenever YouTube starts to take it down. So anyway, this is Mr. David Morgan, guys, and uh, I've been following him for about a month now. And uh, I was excited to invite him on. I was even excited, more excited when he said that he would. Uh, David has a wealth of knowledge uh, as far as uh, being a business owner. And I just, uh, I like him. I like how his drive and I like how far he has brought his entire business. It's great, guys. Enjoy the show tonight. And uh, I'm saying I've stayed on Bobby's channel. So you know you, man. So uh, tell us a little about yourself and introduce how you got started. Where are you? We know you're from Canada. You know, a a lot. So let's talk. <laughs> totally, man. Thanks. Uh, first off, Scott, thanks for having me on. Thanks to the viewers who are uh, who are watching. Fun to see the comments coming in. But uh, yeah, I might talk a little bit funky. I am from Canada. I'm in a uh, in a small-ish town uh, in British Columbia. Here is uh, one of our provinces. And I've been pretty much born and raised. Uh, I live just outside Vancouver in a in a town called Surrey. So it's where I live. It's where uh, where I work and where I started uh, my pressure washing business. That uh, we actually are coming up on our fifth year anniversary coming up in uh, in May. So I shared something on Facebook today. Me towing my little Ryobi washer i was getting a little bit nostalgic this morning just going down memory lane and so uh yeah great it's been a crazy journey uh we're turning five years old in uh in may and uh god's blessed me with a with just an amazing uh team to help me do the work and uh in that team i've got a, a really good uh right hand manager uh who whose name is steve he you know I'm, I'm a big fan of playing into your strengths and i know where i'm good, which is sales, marketing, hiring systems, all the stuff I teach and train where I'm not so good is in operations and, and organizing the teams and, and keeping track of schedules. So having kind of my right hand guys been, uh, been just a huge blessing as we continue to grow. Awesome. So as far as your business, uh, did you have a, a business before you got into the washing business or tell, tell us your background on that? Yeah, definitely, man. So um, I felt like, you know, uh, to be honest with you guys, I felt like my kind of training wheels in in business was actually uh, really formed through my uh, my college days. I was studying a business degree at the time and playing on the soccer team. And I was kind of ranting to a friend one day saying, you know, we're learning all this stuff in business school, but no one here actually knows how to run a business. I was learning from professors who were teaching entrepreneurship. They had never been entrepreneurs before. So I just thought this is kind of kind of messed up. And I ended up bumping into a campus recruiter who gave me a CD-ROM at the time. And he he said, take this home and watch it. And I, it said you could make twenty thousand dollars in in a summer painting houses, and and at the time I thought this is just you know too good to be true. If I could do that, I'll, I'm nineteen year old kid. I'd be you know king of the hill if I could make that. So I I ended up signing on. Uh, I ran it. I got both my parents down at the the kitchen table. I'm signing this contract. My dad's given me one of these. Like go for it. My mom's given me one of these. Like this sounds like you know, could be a scam. I wouldn't do it. Ended up jumping in. And that's where I really cut my teeth on, on being an entrepreneur. I got trained by a company called University First Class Painters, a great organization, nothing bad to say about them. 
but they basically train you up as a kid and say, I was this shy, introverted kid. I'm still introverted today, but I've learned how to talk to people and, and converse. But they send you out of the door with basically a marketing strategy of go knock on 4,000 doors to get paint jobs. And so, you know, every evening I put on a golf shirt, grab my clipboard, rain or shine, I would just go knock doors in the neighborhood. First year, no one, no one helping me, just solo shy kid you know, hi, I'm Dave. Can I get you a free estimate? I've never painted a house in my life. So that's where I really learned how to, how to become a business, you know, got my training wheels of running a business. Right. That's awesome. So you said you guys started five years ago. Um, and I'll be honest with you guys. I mean, I look at your, your business website, uh, follow you guys on Facebook. Your marketing is top notch. copy a lot of what the things that you guys do. I mean, you got it going on. I know you've been your team spoken with one of your guys that handles a lot of your marketing stuff. The guy is, he's a guru, man. And uh, I guess that's David is your, is the guy I'm speaking about. Correct. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, sh- so shout out to him. He's helped me, uh, you know, with my Facebook marketing strategy. Um, so, Anyway, I see you guys jumping on. Uh, we got Cody from Southeast Softwash chiming in already with his words of wisdom. Uh, again, guys, uh, this is Mr. David Mullerman. Uh, he is the owner and CEO of Revive Washing up in Canada to our friends up north. And uh, so, David, I want to jump right into some of these things, man. Uh, a lot of the guys that are are, are watching tonight uh, and girls, I know there's some, there'll probably be a couple girls pop in. Uh, if you had to give, I know that, that you do business coaching. Uh, if you guys don't know, David's page is, uh, was it home service business coach? That's your YouTube channel. You got it. Yeah. Um, top notch, man. Top notch. Uh, again, David started his business five years ago, as far as pressure washing, uh, with a, a Ryobi <laughs> pressure washer dragging his hoses around. And now he has got, uh, several crews, several employees and, it's top notch. I see you guys commenting on track here. Um, if you again, if you guys really want your your comments or questions to be on the screen and on the video, once to Facebook, uh, Facebook too. <laughs> about Facebook, man. Uh, make sure you utilize the uh, super chat feature. Uh, it helps the channel out so much, guys. But anyway, uh, David, um, as far as a new entrepreneur. A lot of the people that are watching tonight are probably just starting. Some people uh, may have been in the business longer than you and I combined. I don't know. What are the the top three things uh, for the pressure washing, house washing, roof washing, window cleaning industry that a new entrepreneur should do? Uh, for, what are the top three things that they should do when they're first starting out? Sure. It, it's honestly hard, man, to limit it to three, but I'll, I'll try to do my best here. Let's do um, five. Let's do five. Let's do it. So as you guys grow your, your pressure wash businesses, you know, I'd say the first mistake kind of coming out of the gate is, um, you know, having, having too heavy of a focus on, you know, diving deep on the equipment and kind of the, the shiny object syndrome, I call it, you know, we run very basic systems, um, in, in our washing company, um, because I've started this business now we're turning five years old. And, and I've put a really narrow focus on, on marketing. And so you got to make 
this thing ring is like what I say getting to first base. So that would be like, you know, first tip, just top of my head here. You guys really got to focus on, on sales and marketing. If you see like the people that have all these multiple trucks and this and that, you know, I can guarantee you there's going to be a business owner there who's actually like, regardless of business degree, doesn't matter, but that owner will be like really good with marketing and know how to get the phone to ring. If you run into them at a conference or catch them on Facebook, say, tell me about your marketing. They'll light you up in the chat and give you all these things. Like it's the thing that I am really passionate about in my business is just taking that focus on, on marketing from day one. That can be like, we could do a two hour chat, Scott, on, on marketing and getting the phone to ring, but you got like all your offline strategies and then you've got your online strategies to make that phone to ring. So I think too many guys just like blow past the marketing and just say, let's talk about the equipment. And that was something back to my painting days that the, the painting company I, I was a franchisee for, they would not let us paint a house until we booked like at least $20,000 of work. And as your business ascended, it would be 40 grand. And in my last year, we couldn't touch a paintbrush till we booked up hundred thousand dollars of freaking painting work and so you can imagine what that does to your mindset it's just like i gotta go out and be a savage with getting leads and making my phone to ring so i've taken that training and now adapted it into my pressure washing business so that would probably be you know tip number one um marketing like let's get that phone ringing um these comments are so distracting me. Awesome. focus on yeah. So, so you're saying basically don't go out and buy a seventy thousand dollar truck and a, you know, just get you something to work with and and spend the rest of that money on marketing. Correct. You got it, brother. And that that's goes for even vehicles. Like, man, our biggest competitors here. Some of them are driving like the fanciest Mercedes Sprinter vans. They're they're up to here in in debt up to their eyeballs with these huge vehicle payments. Like. I've probably bought 10 to 12 vehicles now in, in my entrepreneurial history. And I don't think I've ever spent more than like $8,000. Like we buy pre-owned vans, they're five grand. And in one season, that van will produce us $250,000 of work. And then we'll go get another one. So that would probably lead to my second point is just like, be really careful with like the debt that you take on. Um, I've started a few businesses now, a couple painting businesses, pressure washing, Christmas lights. We, we like to do, I like to do that without having any debt. Um, we, we prove the concept on our first truck, make sure we can make money and then we'll go do it on, on truck too. So don't come out thinking you need to have a hundred thousand dollars and go get all the shiniest stuff. Like you said, um, Scott, that would, that'd be kind of like a close second is just like, watch where your money's going as you get this thing started. You've got a saying about the vanity and the sanity. What is that? The, the comments yeah. you say about that? I, I like to say, and I didn't make this up, um, revenue for vanity, profit for sanity. I heard that in a, in a podcast probably a year ago from a mentor of mine. He runs uh, the wealthy contractor podcast, uh, Brian. He, he interviews like home remodelers and, and a lot of big guys, you know, running big numbers. And he says, he talks to these guys that are like, Oh, I got to do $10 million if I'm going to be something. It's just like, man, I'd rather be the smaller guy making the good profit margin than, 
like forget you and all your trucks. So um, I, I, it's one of my favorite quotes is, is uh, revenue for vanity, profit for sanity. I like that, man. Uh, number three, man, let's keep rolling. Man, three would just be, I would say, stay in your lane as an entrepreneur. Like, first of all, just know that anyone's like cover photo on their on their whatever or or their Instagram posts, like the social media is people's highlight reel. And so I've found myself in the loop in the past of like, man, how does someone already have this many trucks? Like, what are they doing? Like, and I'll just feel down on myself. I'm like, man, I quit my job. I started a business. I'm providing for my family. I'm saving money. I'm doing this debt free. Like that is a win in itself. So don't, you know, um, I, I saw a quote this morning, uh, comparison is the thief of joy. Like don't be looking left or right, look straight ahead in, in your lane. And so for me, I I'm a big metrics guy. I always look, what did I get done last week, last month, last year? And as long as I'm pushing that ball down the field, I'm moving the needle forward. Um, that is filling up my tank. So don't look at these guys with all the crews and this and that. And even you look at me, oh, how did I get all my team, this and that. I don't wear that like a badge. Like that's not who I am. That's where the business is going. And I'm the first to say like, you grow your business, you're always gonna have problems. As we talked about, Scott, you're, you got people, employees, you got some problems. So um, that, that'd be number three would just be, stay stay in your lane from a comparison perspective sweet yeah I'm, I'm, if you see me looking down i'm taking notes bro <laughs> hey tools for the toolbox man I, that's why i'm excited to have you on man uh we, we, we got some other youtubers that are popping on we got uh of course cody from southeast Softwash. we got mike at all about pressure washing jumping in i see all you other guys we'll get to your comments and questions soon uh we're gonna keep going with number four uh, we're talking about what are the top five things we were going to do three, but we're talking about the top five things that every entrepreneur in the exterior cleaning industry should do uh, first and, and focus on number yeah. four. Beauty number four, I would say is to know your numbers. Uh, anyone who knows me knows I'm, I'm a student of my numbers. You know, I, I posted on my Facebook couple years ago we our charge rate was at $56 an hour and so I, I posted this video you know how we got that up to 102 and so that came on on the heels of me basically thinking if I could run this business at 65 an hour I would make good money and and pay everybody but after I came through that season two years ago I was like my goodness we need to adjust our prices so I, I scrapped everything. I created a, a really itemized budget, you know, so now today our budget, I think has 70 something line items from chemical to like these things we buy for the office, uh, little drinks, uniforms, everything is like costed out now so that we actually know as a business what we need to be charging. Um, Cause too many guys, man, they just get in, they call like, two competitors. What are you charging for a roof clean? Oh, Scott does it for 300. I'll do it for like 199. And you think you're being I, I all clever. 300. <laughs> yeah. You think you're all I'm just messing with you. Man. Yeah. You, you think you're all clever getting in the market, but it's like, man, you might get some jobs and there, there's just too many guys running businesses with a full schedule of underbid work. So, you know, again, my mentor, Brian, he says, charge more, do less jobs, make more money. So I'm a big fan of you You price premium because you're going to offer premium service, pay your team well, 
but as a business owner, like you got to know all the numbers of your business. So again, if you, if you're just starting up weekend warrior, you want, you know, you're going to moonlight this thing, make some side money. That is fine. I'm talking when you decide to put on your big boy pants and say, this is a business. I'm burning the ships. We need to make money. Then it's like, let's know our numbers so good. And again, you don't need a business degree for this stuff. You can you can work with someone who's done it. You can figure it out. Um, but that that would be really uh, really a, a key point to take away. Um, when you say uh, everybody says know your numbers, know your numbers, and for those that don't know what you're talking about, uh, yep. basic give like a basic rundown of knowing your numbers. You bet. So for a really practical exercise, I would look at 2021. Let's say you're just getting started or your second year in business. So let's say this year you want to hit six figures. Say you did like 52 grand last year and you want to get to six figures because that that's your goal. You want to hit it. So we got to get to 100,000, which is great. So the next point, the biggest cost you're going to have in your pressure washing business is labor. So whether you want to do that all yourself, you want to hire someone, you want to hire a helper, you need to cost out what is that labor going to be, which all means, first of all, you need to figure out how many weeks is this thing going to run and you need to figure out how much revenue can I do in a day? What do I got to produce in a week to, to work backwards to get to your 100,000? So we got to figure out our labor First of all, for me, uh, the people I coach, we don't want labor going above 30% of a job. Um, for you guys in the States, I've got buddies that run it even more lean on 20, 25%. So where, where we are, 30% works for us, but we're talking the same language. After that, you got to cost out your overhead. This is where guys get, you know, get monsooned with costs as you grow. Like this is insurance, marketing, fuel, vehicle insurance, um, the nice uniform Scots wear in there, like all this stuff, guys, costs money. You got to cost that in. <laughs> yeah. And then we're going to figure out what our net profit is. By the time we pay everything, we want to make a net profit. And for me, what I teach, it, it really varies. If you're one guy running the show, you'll probably make 40, 45, 50% profit. If you're going to hire everyone and have people do things, we want to kind of go for that 20% profit. So you got to kind of work backwards from the revenue you're going to make. And then you got to line out all your expenses. And even if you don't know guys exactly, like literally take a guesstimate. And, and as, if you start with a budget this year, you will call me in a year and thank me and say, I remember that talk you had with Scott about a budget. Now I actually know roughly what I'm spending on chemical and I can make a budget for 2022. So the best time to plant an oak tree 20 years ago, second best time, like today, like make a budget tonight. Nice. So that's something that me personally, I'm going on because, you know, you and I have discussed their profit first. Yeah. Uh, and that's how that I actually found that uh, it's helping me a lot as far as itemizing. I haven't gotten that far yet because right now I'm, I'm still with my big crayons before I get my fine line pin out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, you got to know your numbers, guys. And and that's that's I'm, I'm thankful that you you try to explain that uh, as good as you could right there. Mm -hmm. um, number five. Let's get to number five, man. Number five. I'm going to say ah, oh, there's a there's a few of them, but I'm going to go with um, this. This wall behind me, guys, is is uh, how I grew. I got around 
people who already did what I wanted to do. So I learned from people in our industry, a few guys here in Canada kind of took me under their wing, mentored me. They were out of my area, but we had what I call a WhatsApp relationship. You know, you guys know the guys you have. I call them battle buddies where you click the button and you're like, man, I'm having a heck of a day. This happened, this happened. And so we ping ideas off each other. So I call it Windshield University. You know, I'm rolling a podcast. I'm on talks like these, hearing what Scott's got to say, what his guests have to say. And then I'm just reading like voraciously behind me. I've probably read a couple hundred business books, um, just programming my brain for for learning. So there, there's nothing new that I'm inventing here, even the revenue for vanity quote. There's the book right there. Look at that. That's a great read. Profit first, guys. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, man. I'm doing the same thing. Yeah, man. Like like Solomon said, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. We're not we're not reinventing anything. So you're you're you know, I like to say I've heard it said success leaves clues. So look at Scott, look at myself, like just pick up a clue over there. Oh, that's a great quote. I'll save that in. I'll take that into my notes. Um, And so I I actually limit myself even pre-COVID. I'd only go to one conference a year because I think you can cross the line of like, overloading information and again you feel like oh i'm stressed i have all this stuff to do but you know a a mentor once told me if you just improve one percent per day yourself it's a it's a 3800 percent increase in the whole year it's just like an amazing stat that if we can just tweak ourselves just a little bit each day become a little bit better you're going to look back this year and be like my goodness i came such a such a far way so i would say Paid or not, you know, if you're just starting, get around people who've already done it. If you get stuck in your business, that's kind of when I'd probably look to work with a business coach, someone who's done it, um, because those who pay really pay attention. So it, it, regardless, there's a lot of free resources you guys can learn from to to push yourself uh, ahead in your journey. Well, that that's a that's a very important point, man, and that brings me to a point, you know. Uh, my Instagram, YouTube, everything. I mean, I've been doing this almost two years now, guys, uh, two years. And uh, I get tons and tons and tons of questions every single day. And honestly, guys, I mean, what we do for a living is not hard. I mean, it's really not like rocket science. I mean, people are want to know like exact percentages on roof mixes and house wash mixes and and, and, and you're overthinking it, you know, it, you know, just like you're discussing right now. I mean, as long as you learn the basics of what you're doing, uh, that's OK. But if you don't learn the business end of it, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how good you wash. If you suck at business, mm-hmm. you know, that's what what is it? Eight out of 10 small businesses fail within the first five years. Is, is that a is that yep. a good a good statistic still? So, I mean, don't overthink it, you guys. I mean, you're spraying water, bleach and soap. Uh, some of you guys are not even spraying that. Some of you guys are like, oh, my God, what exact chemical do I do in this scenario? I'm like, look, man, come on. It's not that hard. It's really not. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, anything to say on that That right there, man? I, I completely agree 100%, Scott. It's um, We like to say we're not actually running a pressure washing business. It, we're actually running a customer service business that happens to pressure wash houses. And it's like such a warp of a mentality. I tell that to people. They're like, what do you mean? I have to clean this thing. It's like, no, we're actually serving our customer. Why did they hire you? 
typically they hired you because they have more money than they have time and they want this convenient service. For our clients, they say, you know, take take my credit card, take it out, swipe it, save my my time. And so you're right. Like you can do a basic course. Like I got friends who train physically out of soft wash in a weekend. You can spend money, go wherever, learn the training, but the rest of it, you're right. It gets at running the back end of the business. That's where people really get stuck. So I like, I honestly think saying like what percentage for this and what do we do for this? Like these technical questions, you're kind of just seeing like the trees right in front of you versus if you can hop up in the helicopter with me and Scott, get up 30,000 feet, you're going to see the whole forest. And that's when we, you know, what Michael Gerber said in the e-myth, he says, get out of working in your business. Let's actually work on it. And and that's what Scott's saying here with these systems, working on our business, uh, not always in it. And I realize that's like, I don't sit in my office here and just work on my business all day. I'm working with my team and out on site and running around and doing quotes. So you kind of balance like working in it and then let's hover up and, and then work on it. It's this like delicate balance. Yeah. The, uh, I was going to touch on that. There's, there's, there's something else I want to add to that as well. Um, and I know that you, you can probably chime in on this. Uh, a lot of the new people that are getting into this, they're like, well, how do I get new customers? What's the, what's the best way you found to get new customers? What do I need to do to get my first client? How do I get my first big ticket? I mean, if you ask me, I'm going to, I'm going to, first, I'm going to ask you, do you want me to be honest? Um, and like I said, I'm not a guru at this, but I have some common sense and I've got a big box of crayons. Uh, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to ask, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to see what kind of people skills you have, because if you're as friendly as a piece of cardboard, uh, you're going to, I don't care if you invented house washing, roof washing, people are not going to like you. They're not going to buy your service. They don't like you. It's just, it's no different than going to the hospital or to a doctor and they're rude. I, I don't like him. <laughs> and they're going to tell everybody, Oh, good job. But he's such a, butt. you know, mm -hmm. just because you're a, a customer service person, I mean, <laughs> I mean, would you, would it, would you apply for a customer service job? If you would not, would, or would you do good in a customer service? Would you do good at Chick-fil-A? <laughs> you know, if you pulled up the Chick-fil-A, would, would you be one of those people? I mean, you know, I'm not saying you got to get out here and be the nicest person in the world, but you have to be able to, to talk to people. Um, mm -hmm. Something else I would, I would add is like if these people that are, you know, if you guys are watching tonight and you've asked me questions, you know, uh, what do I need to do to get new customers? That's probably the number one question I'm sure you get uh, that we get. I want to look at the entire picture. I want to see, uh, and I, and I say this because I have, I have owned, uh, several businesses. I've owned a detail shop. I've owned a barbershop. I've owned a hair salon. I've got the, the, the business that I'll be doing until the day I die. Um, what's the name of your business? You know, that's, that's something that I, I, I think that needs to be talked about is the name of your business, how you brand it is, these are all things, you know, you know, go, staying in line with what we're talking about, about buying the baddest, the best equipment, the nicest trucks and all. It doesn't matter if you've got a stupid name uh, and your stuff looks like crap and you market it like stupid. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm sure you can you can illustrate that a lot better than I am. But I, no, man, you're, to talk, man. <laughs> you're you're nailing it, Scott. It, it's so true, man. Like just spend a few bucks and invest in your brand. You know, you've you've done it well from a marketing perspective. Um, your, your clients are, are wanting to work with a brand that they can trust. And so, 
just from your colors to your logo to your name to your uniform Scott's wearing to are your trucks wrapped like all these things get like wrapped up in this one gift called perceived value and it's like if I'm calling your company today like literally what does the website look like what do you look like when you show up like I'm constantly just viewing you in my head saying what Scott said do I like this person like people literally buy from who they who they know who they like who they trust and so if you're trustworthy great but to get someone to like you i would just say like read dale carnegie's how to win friends and influence people like that'll give you a good kick in the butt to be a bit of a nicer person um because that that's like business is just relationships right you're how do i get more clients how, like literally just what scott said like be a nice person you're going to attract customers to you. You're going to attract employees that want to join where you're going. If you're a nice, gracious, well-to-do person, if you're the flip side, well, those are the people bashing the table. There's no one good out there. Why does no one want to work? Like, just listen to your tone of voice. Like people don't want to be around you. So like, let's, that's not like exactly what running the business is. That's just like who you are as a person. So what Scott said, like, you, you got to be honest with people. What one of that I cannot stand pushy said, Hey, I have figured that out. See, I, I'm a, I'm a retired police chief. Uh, and I'll, and I'll touch on what we were just talking about real quick. Uh, your perceive your customer perception. Then I'll get on, on what I was about to say. Um, your customer perception. It's no different, uh, in, in the in any industry like me, I was a chief of police. I came to work looking a certain way. My police vehicle was maintained a certain way. I required my officers to dress and act a certain way because even in law enforcement, you're in the customer service business. Yeah. So if you're showing up and you've got holes all in your, in your jeans, your hair isn't brushed or comb. Of course, I don't have that problem. Uh, or you stink. I mean, I mean, small things. I mean, your breath stinks. Do, do you cuss every other word when you're on the job site? These are all things in the customer perception uh, that that are, that can that can hinder you and stuff. But um, what was I what was I saying before I got distracted myself? Uh, you, you, you're hitting it, man. That's that I I completely agree. It whether you're law enforcement or applying at Chick Fil A or you want to join Scott's pressure wash company, like or you want to win jobs for yourself or you want to go on a date with that girl, you are constantly selling and selling is not a bad word it's literally just selling is just presenting yourself for who you are so if you yeah, can just the pushy salesman that's what i was saying pushy salesman yeah yeah that that's that's what i was saying i mean i, I i'm not a big fan of that uh i, just, I can't i like sleep I, I i just can't sleazy i'm gonna come uh and i want to advice. somebody gave me this advice and i want to give it to you guys too and i'm sure david can, can back it up um Nobody wants to be sold anything. Yeah. I mean, you're there to sell your services and upsell. But if you look at it in the perception of what kind of problem can I solve for these people? You're a problem solver. What's the problem? Well, my roof is absolutely filthy. Uh, well, we can solve that problem for you. And here's why. Here's how. Yeah. And you're creating value as well. I yeah. mean, keep going, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just jumping in. I'm excited. I love it. You host a good show. It, it's guys. It's like sales is like you're you're the doctor. Like remember the last time you went to the doctor? Does he come in right away and say, 
oh, welcome, Dave. I prescribe you this medication. It's like, no, he probably asked me like 12 to 15 questions. Does it hurt when I do that? How long has it been hurting? Uh, does your heart race? Are you sleeping bad? Like it's literally you're running a diagnostic. So when you go meet your customers this week, like one Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence, get people talking about themselves. It's the, the sweetest language to hear is hearing their own name. What a beautiful house. How long have you lived here? Like build some rapport to start, be a likable person and then start running a diagnostic, not like a robot. When I go to do a quote, if I'm there for an hour, we're talking about cleaning for like 10 minutes. It mostly just like, tell me about you, your family, your neighborhood. Oh, you hired another company. What happened? You know, what are you looking for with this project? Uh, if I could wave a magic wand, what's the outcome of this project? Like, these are the things you want to be asking your customer. That's what's going to build perceived value. And then guess what? When they get quotes that are 400, 400 and you're 800, they're going to book you anyways because yeah. they you already built all that perceived value. Why is we go out and get groceries tonight? Why is loaves of bread $2, $2, $2 and then the one in nice packaging is is 650. And it it sells off the shelf. It's just like be that premium provider of bread, be a likable person and and what Scott's saying, build a great brand. So come at sales more of like, you're the professional, you're the doctor, you're the expert. Uh, and, and the rest will fall into line, guys. One of my mentors said like, the moment you stop caring about closing the deal and just do what's best for the customer, it, it's the golden rule, flip, flip it on its head. Like if I was the homeowner, what what would I want done? What what do you professionally recommend? Like those are the guys that end up booking up their schedule because they're likable people. Yeah. Another thing that we do, man, I, I really started it uh, lately just because I, I just like to help people, man. But uh, the last couple of jobs that we've done, little small things, there's so many people out here in business that will go to do, to wash a house. And maybe there's a a six foot section of sidewalk that was not in the original quote. And I, I've heard them say things like they didn't pay us for that. We're not, we're not getting paid for that, bro. I'm going to do it. We did a house. Uh, we did a, an entire property. I'm talking, let's see, it was five houses, two big barns and like a quarter mile of driveway. It took 10 days to do this entire property. And I was exhausted. 12 hour days. I mean, we were tired and, and, and ready to go home, but it was a very, very, very high ticket. And this, these people had these very, very large landscape boulders and like even, even a cannon, like a, an antique cannon that had like lichens growing on it and things. I mean, those things are going to stand out if you don't just touch them up for them while you're there. And you talk about perceived value. I mean, how many, uh, you know, Bob with the pressure washer in the back of the truck are going to slow down to things by the note because they're running as hard as they can, uh, to make that $99 or a hundred bucks. Yeah. Instead of us, when we're in, you know, you know, in the thousands for a property like that, you can slow down a little bit to do those little extra things. Uh, would you agree with that? That that's 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 creating value, in my opinion. Rolling up the water hose for the people you're done, even though it wasn't things like that. Fix the doormats back where they were neatly, yeah. even if they weren't. Clean the doormats off. Things like that. You're creating value. It hundred percent, man. Uh, I think Pat Clark said it on an interview. He's a he's a prominent guy in our space. He said there's 
these $99 guys, there's what he calls the tailgate guarantee. I had a good laugh with that. As soon as the truck rolls up the road, the tail, the, there goes your guarantee. And so again, if you're going to build a brand and do this thing properly, like Scott and myself are, um, you're, you're giving your customers this like who's to blame factor where they're going with you paying more because they know you're going to have their best interests in hand. If something does go wrong, guess what? They can, you're actually going to pick this thing up. Like, the $99, the Craigslist guy, man, they're not picking this up as soon as they got paid. So again, yep. it's like not in the price the customer's paying. It's what what value are they they getting? And we, Scott, it's such a good point, man. We try to coach that with our, our teams. Just like try look for those little add-ons, just those surprise and delight, the little boulder, the sidewalk. It's like, man, when you add that up, that's the things people talk about there's this one i forget the hotel chain now but they charge very expensive rooms and if you read their reviews everyone's talking about the little hot chocolate chip cookie they get when you check in it's like they're talking about the 50 cent cookie not the 400 room it's like it's the little things guys if you read the google reviews oh they they did my uh, my sh my inside window because i couldn't reach it and it wasn't in the quote they they blew off my neighbor's sidewalk. Like these little things, try to do it on every job. Cause I always say the cleaning business guys, you're, you're winning the baseball game, hitting singles, right? You do yeah. the windows, they call you back for the roof. Then you do the Christmas lights. If you do that, then you do the driveway and, and around the bases you go. So those little things help like solidify that relationship. I got a video that I'm actually getting ready to, to post in the next little bit, man, but I'll go ahead and drop the nugget on you guys. One of the big things that we do for every house wash, unless I just forget it, which I hate to forget, but <laughs> if you'll go to Walmart or your local grocery store to the dollar store and get the laundry crystals. And when you're, I got this from Dougie do at the uh, Cajun uh, channel, but I was like, that's the coolest idea I've ever seen that he gets that big bottle of laundry crystals. And when he is done washing the exterior of the house or a roof or whatever, he takes these laundry crystals and he sprinkles them all outside the house, everywhere that the, the SH and everything has puddled up. So now instead of having bleach and wet sock smell or dead algae or dead bacteria, whatever, you've got fresh laundry. And every time you step on it or you drive across it with your vehicle, it smells like fresh laundry. It's just a little, you know, it's, it's to me, that's kind of like when you go get your, your car detailed, oil change and they put the little, uh, little that's in <laughs> off the oil he touched everything you know just things like that man let's see somebody said that they would be mad if they pressure washed my landscape boulders we uh, we soft washed most of those and if we did pressure wash them it was with lower pressure uh <laughs> but anyway <laughs> appreciate that long commander <laughs> it all depends on the stone we're just talking about going the extra mile guys come on all right let's go let's keep going here david let's talk about one last thing and then we'll take some questions man i appreciate you guys sticking around uh what is something that you would change if you could go back to david five years ago with re-washing walk back and change, uh if you could start over to man it what would you do? That's a great, that's a great question. Um, first of all, thanks for the laundry. Uh, did, I love that the laundry crystals, I was taking notes on my phone. It's uh, I love what you can learn. So thank, thanks so much for that. Um, I would say guys, if I could, if I could go back five years, what would I change? Um, 
I know we kind of talked about it, but it would honestly just be like knowing, knowing my numbers, you know, we can even dive deeper on that if we want, but it, it is like any service business you run, it's really going to be a, a numbers game. You know, it is a, it is a math problem. And so I think just I, what I would change is like, not just putting a crew right out in the field, like right away without actually knowing my numbers, you know, there, there's a difference from like, delegating and then um, just dumping on your employees and what what I would do when I'd bring them in is just like okay guys here's the job I gotta go like you guys know how it is like you're trying to get a helper and the phone's ringing and you're running around and so just like I think knowing my numbers a little bit better so that I would have would have hired maybe a little bit slower rather than just like okay I'm off the truck I have to go run I would have done it a little bit more methodically and if i actually knew my numbers i would have been probably a little bit slower to like pull the trigger with with hiring and actually a a book i want to show you guys really good book as you grow your business who not how Uh, my wife got me this one for christmas and it's all about how do you delegate to people on your team but also in a way not to delegate like too quickly and so you know, I think as business owners, sometimes we're scared to let go. Um, sometimes I have that opposite problem. I'm like, okay, this person can do this for me. Like, you're good, just handle it. And so just going, just slowing down a little bit. It doesn't, building your business doesn't happen, guys, completely overnight. Anyone who tells you that, like, isn't being truthful. Don't don't watch the Instagram Lamborghinis and all this crap and this and that. Like, it it's a it's a hands-on business guys that takes time to build that snowball so whatever year you're in just take it from me like we i started kind of really humble start no big money i started with three thousand dollars i got a van a ryobi washer i figured it still figuring it out today but really like just know your numbers feel free to like message me if you got a question on like Hey, like, can you help me figure out this pricing, this and that? Like, those are the questions I love to be getting. Not like, how much SH do I use on this thing? It's like, I, I don't know exactly. You, It's really specific to your situation, but numbers can be talked about more holistically. Um, and that's the stuff I love to help with. So hit me up if you need more niching down on specific numbers for your business, because it's just so important. I got you. Let me let me put a banner across the bottom right here, real quick. Uh, I want to put your uh, your the link to your channel. Uh, I'll put that up real quick. Um, anything you want to add before we take some questions, man? Uh, talking to the young Davids in the world. Talking to the young Dave. Another thing, guys, is just like right right here, guys. It's in it's in your noggin. You either got a mindset that is fixed. The fixed mindset says, forget you guys, Scott and David, you guys don't know. Let me do my thing. There's no one good out there. Let me, you know, let me go at it on my own. That's the the fixed mindset. The growth mindset says like, wow, Scott and David are in this industry. They're sharing free advice. I can come on this stream. I can learn. I can share it with other people in the industry. Um, let me learn. And those are the people I think do well in this business. You're hungry to succeed. Uh, and you're, you're humble enough to ask for help and say, you don't know it all. Even me, I'm coaching people to build their business, this and that. 
I'm the every session I'm on, I'm first to say I'm I am not the know-it-all. I'm sharing this has worked for me and David. I'm sharing it with you. And I suggest you do it this way, but by no means is this mindset closed off to think I know it all. So if you can keep that posture of like learning and growing and being a sponge, those are the people that they they tend to grow faster, but their business also grows into something that they really want it to be. Yeah. That's uh that's one thing that I, I pride myself in, dude, is, you know, I, I have a YouTube channel. My business is doing, you know, good. We're, we're in year two. Uh, we're finally starting see, to see some some good stuff, um, which is great. But um, even in my spare time, I'm, I'm watching other people. I mean, I, I, I watch you on Facebook. I, I watch you on YouTube. Uh, I watch other YouTubers. I watch people that's only got like 100 subscribers on YouTube because there may be something just like Dougie do at Cajun soft wash in, in Louisiana with his uh, laundry crystals. And I'm just like, you know, that's a great idea, dude. I mean, it's just a little chocolate mint on your pillow when you leave the hotel. And yeah. you know, it's just, a, you know, in law enforcement, we call it, it's another tool for your toolbox. You know, I, I may learn from my officer, I'll do this, 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 until you get into that certain situation, you know, the new have a better way of handling it, you know, and, and that's, that's one thing I can say about, you know, Trent, the guy that works for me, uh, he's like a son to me. And I don't get out here, you know, trying to pretend that I know everything cause I don't, him and I are learning together. Yeah. And, uh, there's a lot of time, hey man, why don't we, I'm just like, it's a good idea, brother. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, uh, you guys, what do you want to, what's up West? Do you guys want to take some questions or do you want to add to that? David, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Man, I was just going to say it's that it's your mindset of being humble right there, right? Like you're listening to Trent. He's out doing the work. You're learning, listening to him. We we made one of our core values in our business a few years ago. We, we called it Kaizen, which is Japanese for continuous improvement, which means anyone in the company, if they have suggestions, management is, is all ears. Like we want to hear how we can do something better. Like we are not the end all be all for window washing. You know, this is our process. This is our procedure. But man, if you're two weeks in the job, you found a better way. Like, give me a phone call. I'm all ears. Send me a Slack message. I want to hear about it. So a lot of business owners get closed off and they're close their ears. You know, I know it all. So I think just keeping that posture of humility of like, let me learn. Let me be a sponge regardless of business size. Um, you're, you're going to just push yourself ahead as you keep growing. Oh yeah, man. It's, there's, there's so many people and it's people that I've worked for, man. I guess I've worked for so many bad people that I know, even in the military, when I was in the military, I mean, you, you, you have those people that you were under and it's just like, mm -hmm. I never want to be that dude. You know what I'm saying? And you know, anyway, uh, let's take some questions, you guys. Uh, if you guys are just tuning in, I see a lot of you guys are still jumping in and out. Hello. Welcome. What's up, everybody? Uh, this is Mr. David Moorman. I've got his YouTube channel down here at the bottom of the screen. Uh, he's on Facebook. He is the owner and CEO of Revive Washing up in Canada. Do you guys do mostly uh, windows or? Uh... We do kind of six services. Uh, most of our bread and butter, though, man, is like is soft washing. We get a lot of vinyl houses here and where I'm in, actually, we get some of the most rain in the country. So we'll come to houses year after year and soft wash them. We'll do their, their north side of their roof every year, every second year. And then uh, we add on our complimentary services, 
gutters, windows, pressure wash driveways. And then we fully shift gears actually in, in late fall and we do uh, holiday lighting for uh, about three months. So we've been able to transition our team from cleaning into Christmas lights. They get six weeks off to chill out and then boom, we're back at it again in March uh, washing again. So it's been a, been a fun little business model. I asked because I started in this industry to do those. It first YouTube is where Scott cleaned windows. Um, and since then I, I'm actually stopping, uh, like trying to book like commercial window cleaning for like storefronts. Yeah. It's just not, it's not worth my time. I mean, for a mm -hmm. 40, even a $45 window storefront is, it's not worth my time yeah. anymore. And I'm not saying that, uh, trying to brag. I'm just saying as, as a, from a business standpoint, why would I go spend 30 or 45 minutes uh, cleaning a storefront when I can do that a house for that for 300 bucks. And yep. Yep. I, that's why I was asking if you guys are, are mainly doing windows because we are actually using it as an add on now, instead of uh, focusing on that as a service service. Yep. hundred percent, man. I think that's the way to do it. You know, when we got started, I thought we are a window washing business. We've actually shifted into being a, an exterior house detailing business that will add on the windows, like you said. So if they're yeah. just calling for a one-off window clean, typically we'll still quote it, but we try book it on a schedule, you know, four times a year, twice a year, once a year, whatever it is. But um, it, it it's a it's a push to our other services for sure. Yeah, one of the things that we uh, you know tell my exterior detailing add-on services and stuff, we actually throw in exterior window basic. Let me rephrase that: we throw in basic exterior window cleaning which is like we spray the house soft wash mm -hmm. and we take a really nice scrub brush and we could love you know it's going around the across the window 90 percent we throw that in already there five mm -hmm. seconds with the brush yeah uh, that's just one of the things uh questions we're getting if you uh really want your questions did up answer some of you guys anyway but if you guys want your question to be posted for the entire world to see after we post this live video uh please utilize the super chat uh, feature on youtube it helps the channel out a ton uh this is a technical question um i'm gonna post it because i just i honestly I'm, I'm trying to read it hold on a second cleaning question how would you clean black mold off of a brick chimney painted with sherwin williams organic paint could you get any more worse scenario <laughs> wow yeah you want to take that one dude or, i'm gonna uh, let i'm gonna let you take that man i wish i had my my right hand guy steve here he is so good at these technical situations i i defer to him what what do you got on this one uh i don't know man i'm not a big fan of getting anywhere anywhere near mold uh are you sure it's mold or is it just algae uh I would say that uh, then you throw in the entire curveball of Sherwin Williams organic paint. If it was me, I would probably not touch it. That'd be me because I'm uh, Sherwin Williams notorious for risk bleach and sprays. I haven't come across it yet. Uh, some people are commenting in the comment sections below hydrogen peroxide, which is sodium, what percarbonate, something like that. Um, I, it's okay to tell people, no guys, <laughs> Yeah, black mold. And I'm, I'm good on that, man. And I, 
I just that's just me, Martin. I, I'm sorry I can't answer your question better than that. That's just me. I wouldn't touch it. I don't know if David would or not. Man, with with that though, again, like stay, we get we say staying in your lane. We we get this not specifically this question, but we get a lot of roofs here that you know have the 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 algae uh, growing at kind of the peaks. Usually that that thick green moss we get, and just because there is the demand for that. If, if it's not a walkable roof, uh, you know, with, with decent access where we can properly tie off, we're, we're just not interested. We'll refer it to another outfit or two in town. So, you know, you're, you're bang on. Don't, don't feel bad saying no. We say N-O means next opportunity. You know, like yeah. let's go get another lead for something that's actually in our wheelhouse here. Yeah, I mean, don't don't be so desperate, especially when you're starting out, that you're trying to make a business that you hurt yourself to do something certain proper. Um, amount of money that's worth that, your health or anything like that. Baz Viz has a good question, man. This is a this is very a good topic right here. Let's look at this one. Yes. How can we talk for an hour on this one? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um yeah, I'll jump in. Our packages for residential. So get get ready to take notes, guys. This is off the top of my head. So we run pretty much three packages for everything. <laughs> three packages for everything. We go we go standard, we go deluxe, we go premium. If I'm a shopper in the market, I want to have I want to have selection. I want to have choice. So for for house washing, uh, for residential, Bazvids is saying so. Standard guys, we do um, uh, siding, so you know, hardy siding, vinyl, stucco, whatever it is. We do outside siding, wood trim, and then we do exterior windows, like Scott said. Um, we just include that. You're already there, soft washing. You might as well detail them. Um, takes ten minutes. It adds perceived value. So that's number one. Standard, deluxe will be the standard. What I just said, but we add on the outside gutter brightening. And we add on the soffits. So for new guys, soffits are the underside of the roof. Typically, they're white and perforated here in, in BC. Uh, we can clean those up real nice with our soft wash. That's kind of our most popular packages, our deluxe. Last is our premium. Everything I just said, but we'll also add in uh, hand scooping out the inside of the gutters. So um, that's kind of you get everything with the premium. The last add-on would be if you want to add on the driveway, um, that would kind of be the last add-on to that. So given people nice. choice, guys, if, if they're listing the house for sale, probably quote them standard. Um, Deluxe kind of has the best value. And then there's certain people, guys, if you do 10 quotes, uh, say if you, if you got 10 customers, there's going to be one, maybe two of them. They just choose the premium of everything. They look at price. They say, I want that one. They're they're wearing the fancy clothes. They get the best of everything. So give them that choice. Give them the best of the best. Premium, high ticket. Here you go. Those those are our packages. Yeah, so I, I'm still working on packages, uh, and a lot of people, you know, they swear by packages, and I, I have seen them work. I've also yeah. seen people that don't use packages. Uh, right now, I'm not doing anything, but I, I am I am putting. Uh, like I said, I have a springtime special going right now where if you get a roof wash and see like with my exterior house washing, I throw in everything that you have for standard and deluxe, Yep. which I mean, I, I don't know. It may be different in your area, but one of the specials that we're running right now is if you get your roof washed and your exterior of your house washed, like total house wash, we're going to 
driveway for free. Nice. I mean, why? I mean, the driveway some time. I've got a that I can be doing the driveway while Trent is doing the house and the roof and everything else. That's just that's the only reason I did that. Nice. Um, let's look, uh, Martin. Back to your question. Customer said last guy tried and paint started to peel. Yeah, apparently they've had heartburn with someone before, and you're just another dude. Uh, honestly, I mean, I don't. I would have to know that it was black mold. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to identify that dude. I, I, me, I just sure when Williams paint, if you know, go ahead. What you could do, Martin, what I did in this little hack is with my painting business, we had a, a, a couple really good paint reps and I would call on those guys a lot. And to these funky situations, they could be weird peeling deck stain or weird funky things I'd never seen. I would get the paint rep out and see what they recommend cleaning procedures. And some of our guys were like super technical, <clears throat> give us a full page report on what to do when the homeowner sees that, if you feel confident doing that, you could, you could take that on. So I would defer to an expert who, who's not me in this situation, but I, I would check with the paint rep, especially cause you know, it's Sherwin paint. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, uh, Mike at all about pressure washing can vouch for the issues with paint. Uh, I had talked to him and he told me he did a big, like a big uh, apartment complex or something like that. They went and washed it and something happened. I mean, like the entire, every complex building changed colors and he had to go to like court about it. Hmm. Uh, come to find out it was uh, the contractors that actually painted it before he cleaned it. Uh, they were held responsible. Thankfully it wasn't him because that would have hurt. No. Um, but, but yeah, so that's, that's just me, man. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Here's your good one right here, man. Baz, I'm gonna let you get this one real quick. I'm gonna get to some new ones. I, I'm I'm not a big fan of commercial work, man. I, I'm I'm getting into it, big ticket, but there can come a lot of aggravation with that. Uh, first of all, the workers' comp insurance is ridiculous, uh, and sometimes you have to wait. Uh, more than 30 days for your money. So that's, you know, it's good paying tickets uh, sometimes, but they also want to get a lot of bids. So it, it's competitive. It's competitive. Yeah. I, I, I would say for us guys, we're, we're 80, 20, 80% residential. I, I was, I say raised on that model from student painting days. What Scott said, you get your money right away. Uh, they're, you know, they're, they're great jobs to do typically easier, lower insurance. Uh, that that's what I love. That's our bread and butter, but we're building out this commercial side where again, staying in our lane, if it's low rise business parks, we can take a water fed pole, clean exterior windows, uh, very efficiently does a great job. Property managers happy. So, um, I would say it, like a lot of questions in business, it, it depends but if you're like a lot of people watching right now, you're, you're starting your business, you're getting going, like stay in your lane, like book up your crews with residential. That's getting to first base. If you cap out your market and you start wanting some more opportunity, look at commercial. But for us, we, we get, we're 80, 20. Like if I had to just wave a magic wand, I would just do residential. Yeah. You get, a bit of this emotional component and maybe some more touch-ups and smaller tickets, but you get fed every day with a steady stream of work. And, and if you're going to do this, like Scott and I are saying with building a professional brand, the, the Mrs. Smith is your client, Mrs. Jones. Someone just said 
you know, Mrs. want to keep up with the Joneses. Mrs. Jones is, is your client. So she wants to see the uniform, the truck, professionalism. When you do commercial guys, they don't give a hoot typically what your truck looks like or who you bring to the job. It's just bang it out, make it cheap, and then wait for four months. Maybe by Christmas you get your money. Maybe. So pros and cons to everything in life. Yeah, if if I had to, if I had a choice of doing nothing but residential, I would do without question. It seems me, I just don't like being on one job for too long. I, I yeah. like a change of scenery, and that's just me. Uh, yeah. This is a this is a good question right here, man. Uh, I have heard that if you're closing eighty percent of all your price, all of your jobs that you bid, then your prices are too low. If you're like 50 to 60, you're around the right where you need to be. Let me see if I can find it. That was not it. That was Wild West. What's up, West? You got an extra little little boost there. Let's see. Whitaker's pressure washing. Here you go. Nice. Okay, so I'll read it. Or you guys can read it. He's raised Whitaker's has raised his price tremendously. He I currently have a 60% close rate. And I've worked myself into much nicer neighborhoods. Any suggestion on keeping prices high, but increasing the close rate? So right away, Whitaker pressure washing 60% is like really, really good. Um, the, the people I coach, we want to be getting 30 to like 55%. That's like the sweet spot in my opinion. Um, so quick story on this. We raised our prices two years ago, 40% we saw about 15% of our clients on the bottom fall off. That's okay. We didn't want those clients anyways. A month ago, we raised again 25%. We're still booking 50% like clockwork. So it's a limiting belief. You think, oh, if I could only charge this, you know, maybe 50 bucks more, maybe this, like you need to convince yourself in your mindset of what you're worth and what you want to charge. And this confirmed for me when I had my painting business, I would bid a house, you know, 4,500 bucks. I had my sister come in on quotes one day. She would go land the same job for 6,500 deposit check in hand time after time after time. They knew, like, and trusted her. She was good at what she did and she conveyed more perceived value and she had a fresh set of eyes. If you stay in this business long enough, you kind of get accustomed to your prices. So um, I, I would say Whitaker, like, that's why I say knowing your numbers, it starts with your price book. Like the, the foundation you build your business on is the bid that you get for that job. So you got to be really solid in, in your pricing. So I would land in that range guys, 30 to 55%. You're too high, then raise your prices. If you're too low, get better at selling and, and kind of get in that like sweet spot. I, that'd be my two cents on it. Yeah, it's 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 no different than going to a jewelry store, guys. If you go into a jewelry store and you see a watch that's nine hundred and ninety nine dollars, and then you see a watch right beside it that says ninety nine dollars, which one do you think? Which one do you think that is the better watch? <laughs> you may not be able to afford the nine hundred and ninety nine dollar watch. Okay, well then I'm not trying to sell all of my services to every house in my community. I want the nine hundred ninety nine dollar people, the people that are wanting for the nine. $9. They know what it is. Um, I, I, I'll tell you guys, it, it's, you know, I know we're running short on time, but like last week we had the big property. Okay. It was five houses in two barns, uh, in a, in a driveway. 
I quoted it for five grand and I was like, God, I don't know if they're going to bite on that. And within 15 minutes, I was like, cool. When can you start? I mean, without <laughs> question. And I'm just yeah. like, hold up just a minute. We have figured something out, you know, and yeah. it was a lot of work, but my God, that, I was, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to ever complain about making five grand in, in 10 days. I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. Um, no. when you guys work with some of the, this is something that we're starting to get into, uh, like what you were saying just a minute ago, uh, the same thing with like when we were started out doing window cleaning, we had $10 storefronts. It's like one window and a door, $10, $15 and we're in and out bubble boom. Sounds good, right? Mm -hmm. It's not, we want the 300 plus tickets. So you, you, you grow the top while you're cutting out the bottom. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing with house washing. So let's see here. I have a question, Rick. What are you using for gutter brightening? Because I've tried everything and I cannot seem to get your the, for the tiger stripes. Gutter brightening? <laughs> yes, I, I cannot get tiger stripes off. Yeah, we're exploring a new product called, uh, have you heard of gutter butter? I have some gutter butter and it didn't work. It didn't work, hey? It, yeah, it, really. I may have used it wrong. The only thing I have found that comes close is like LA's totally awesome from the dollar store. Really? It's like, but I, I mean, if anybody knows, you guys that are into industry, that's the only thing that I'm really struggling with as far as cleaning stuff is is the tiger stripes, the oxidation tiger stripes on uh, gutters. Anyway, just wanted to know that. Let's see uh, a few more questions, you guys, uh, and we're going to let Mr. David get on with his life. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Where we at? Here we go. Where'd it go? There it is. I think. Nice. Scott, man, you get a lot of uh, interaction on these lives. This is a lot of fun. Well, I'm going to need you to start doing one too every week, man. It's, yeah. it's just, it's people seeing videos, man, but live and actually see you. I know my internet sucks and we're skipping and bumping and, and doing all that. Um, all good. But, you know, you guys get the gist of it, man. So uh, let's see. What is the best way to advertise for pressure washing? And I guess that's and gutter cleaning work. Uh, well, if it, if I had to answer that real quick, uh, I used to do photography. And I want to tell you guys something. If you're just starting out, you know how to clean. You've got the stuff to clean with. I would find my uncle, some let me go their stuff. I would take the most high depth pictures that I could do before and after. And I would start building a portfolio the photographer would do uh, and start showing what you can do. Video works better than photography, in my opinion. Uh, I've gotten a lot more feedback on videos that I've posted, especially time lapses. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, go ahead, David. Jump on that one, man. Yeah, man. Photography, guys, is huge. People ask, um, oh, you know, what's a good tip to, you know, get more jobs? Like, we, my sister, who I mentioned, she's actually a photographer uh, as well. We hire her every year. She comes around to our sites, gets pictures of the guys. We get team pictures before and after photos. So just look to link up guys with someone in your area. You know, $150 goes a long way. Uh, you could invest in a camera yourself, but just linking up with someone in your area who can come to your site and take photos if that's not yourself. Yeah, very easy. Like Scott and I keep harping on this, like building a brand, having a portfolio before and after pictures, like even just as something as simple as, you know, make an album on your Facebook page, call it 
before and after cleaning from, you know, magic pressure washing and just be populating that that's going to show in Facebook's algorithm that, you know, Joe added two photos before and after photos to this album. And you don't have to spend like a dollar on Facebook to do that. Just populate that album and then be sharing that on your personal page. People are going to start seeing that. So um, mar marketing is a huge topic to take on, but um, you know, we, we could chat maybe we'll chat again on it, Scott, we can go as deep as we want with, with marketing, but gutter, gutter cleaning stuff, you know, you got to advertise the before and after. I think also just like framing your captions and like, what are you doing for the customer? You know, uh, protect your home before the rain comes, protect your biggest investment, like really speak the language guys of your homeowner. Someone posted up here and was, I was following saying something about a, all his customers drive Bentleys that he, you know, drives to. And these, these more affluent clients guys, they're, they're looking to partner with their, with their who, right? They're busy. You want to be their who like Scott's going to literally be their guy. Like just blow out my five houses, my barns, my driveway. And guess what? That guy is going to have a brother-in-law or an uncle Scott's going to go do the same thing. Five grand, let's go. So like, that's also why we say stay in your lane. Um, for the buddy here who's looking at weird black mold, if you take that job on, you're, you do a good job, deal with it. You're going to get like referrals for that type of same job. So it's like, don't just look at it as like, oh, I'll bump off this sketchy roof and get paid. It's like the neighbors will come up and start to say, oh, could you do my thing too? So Again, it's, it's like stay in your lane and only take on jobs that you want. And there's an element of patience to this too. You get started, you're, you're full of, you know, you, you want it, you're full of vigor, you want to get going and I get it, but just really be clear on the types of jobs you want because your marketing is going to attract people to your business um, who, who want to do business with you. So you want to be doing those right types of jobs to, to start attracting those people. Another thing is, is, is what is your location like? I mean, what is, what is the, I mean, are you like in a rural area or are you in a big city? Are there like a lot of subdivisions and neighborhoods and things? Because I mean, if I live somewhere like that, where the divisions like holy high value target areas, you know what I'm saying? Where you can go door to door to door to house or put a yard sign somewhere at the e exit or the entrance. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's different ways to approach that, but I would, I would definitely say start. Just find something to clean, take pictures of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, going all the way back to what we talked about before. I mean, make sure you got some kind of shirt. It can be a t-shirt. I mean, look like, yeah. let me, let me tell you guys something real quick. This, this is my philosophy. All right. And, and this may help somebody and man, I may look like an idiot for you guys that are just getting into this industry. Think of your business. Some of you guys like, I mean, you're just weekend warriors, you know, maybe you're working through college or whatever like that. You're th you got a full-time job. You're thinking about doing this. If you're going to be serious about this business, be serious about it. Look at your logo. Look at the name of your business. Take it seriously. Pay someone to design it. Make it look good. Have a, it doesn't have to have a brand new, you don't have to have a brand new truck, but keep it clean. Put some kind of stickers on it. Make sure your equipment looks halfway decent. Be professional and, and get out here and just do something. And... <sighs> Here's here's my philosophy on my business. From name to my logo forms to my vehicles. I try to pick my business look like if it was a million dollar business. If I had a fleet of vehicles driving down the road that was representing my company, what would I want it to look like? What would I want my to look like? I mean, looking at it, 
you were not just trying to make a little extra money on the side, but if you were legitimately trying to run a multi-million dollar fleet of vehicles, pressure washing houses, window cleaning, whatever you're doing, how would you represent that company? And when you stop, in my opinion, when you stop and you look at it like that, it's like, oh, yeah, maybe the name of my my, my company isn't so cool. You know, dirty's dirty's pressure washing or I don't know, something. Yeah, whatever. You know, that's just me. Uh, any thoughts on that, man? 100 percent, man. It's like, do you we always say where are we going to do that for 10 trucks? You know, if you're dirty, Harry's pressure washing, do you want to see 10 trucks in your, in your shop? Probably not saying that you want something more that speaks to your consumers. So, you know, one of my mentors says, you know, I made a video on this, speak the language of the person that you want to become. So I'll say it again, speak the language of the person you want to become. So if you see yourself as transitioning from weekend warrior to building this thing up like a real business, start talking like a CEO, not in a, in a cocky, you know, SOB way, but in just a confident manner of like, I'm building this thing properly. These are the steps I'm taking. Uh, I have confidence, but I'm still learning. It's this like tension of, of learning, but also being confident in what you're doing. So, um, you know, keep learning from people guys, but also, don't have that failure to implement, right? You gotta, there's a certain element of this, like for Scott and me guys, I posted with my little Ryobi washer, like I had no idea what I'm doing. I, I wish a channel like this existed five years ago because I would have chimed in. I was like, take the credit card to Home Depot, get a Ryobi washer and let's go do a house. I even did a house for free to start just so I could put my sign on the property and leave it up for a month. I, I cleaned a guy's dirty side of his house for free, just free advertising. Hey, let me put my sign. Give me a Google review. Don't even give me a dollar. I'll, I'll bump it out in two hours. So you guys just got to kind of go get after it too. There needs to be that like hunger just to go and, and get this thing off the ground. Absolutely. Uh, we'll take a couple more questions, guys, and I got to get to bed. I got children that's got to get to school tomorrow. Um, there was something else I was going to add and you were supposed to know what it was. And apparently you don't. <laughs> uh, there was something else I was going to say, man. It was, it was right along with all of that. I don't, I don't remember, man. Oh, uh, this is something that a lot of people, they call me, they message me. They, I mean, please, I mean, we'll get on the whole call situation, but um, on my, on my Instagram, if you guys are not on my Instagram, please jump over. David's on, on Instagram as well. Facebook everywhere. Um, one of the things I didn't got sidetracked, David. I do this, man. I have ADD. Oh, good, man. Uh, <laughs> so do I. <laughs> no, uh, God, I was going to say something. I don't remember what it was. I, it'll come to me. Just I was, I was fixing to do something brand, man, and it's left. It's like, nah, I can't stand it. We'll take a question while I'm trying. To, uh, let's. Was I going to supposed to know this? I thought people were like psychic or something. Isn't that like a rule? You know. <laughs> Oh, uh, I don't remember, man. You see a question you want to answer, man? Uh, Wild West, I see you, man. You're crazy. There's a there's a uh, lot of good ones, man. What if we do uh, – Baz has some good ones. What's the best way to know your market price maybe? Yeah. Um, I'll take a crack at that. So what I do, Baz, I, I still do it to this day. I'll, I'll call competitors. Um, that's a whole nother thing. We've got 10 competitors. I'm friends with probably seven of them. 
just in a, in a friendly professional way. We'll grab coffee, lunch, you know, we're all, regardless of business size guys, everybody's fighting the same fight. We want to get jobs, provide for our families, be a good employer, all that. So I'll call competitors every year, you know, price shop, get some prices, see how we're looking. Um, but at the end of the day, that's just like an indicator of, of kind of the market that you're serving. Your price really needs to come off of you knowing the cost of your business. So, you know, are you going to have a helper? Like Scott said, well, you got to build in, what are we going to be paying that person? What will that cost us? So, um, it takes a little bit of R and D from a research perspective, but I like to call just to stay current with what, what my competitors are charging. But at the end of the day, you got to, you got to set your price based on your own cost structure. Um, and, and it take guys, it takes money to grow a business too. anybody saying just happened overnight. You got more trucks. It's like to get a truck, wrap it, put racks on. Um, anyone who's done that once knows like, yeah, you gotta, you need money coming in to be able to do that. So it takes money to grow a business too. Yep. I, I still can't remember what I was going to say. We were talking about uh, going in the neighborhood. I was, people were asking me on, on Instagram and, and calling me. I can't remember what it was, dude. It was, it was, it was so along the line of what we were talking about. I don't know. Was remember. it about Let's like take marketing, one. marketing in neighborhoods maybe or something? I don't know. No, it was, it was something. I don't remember. It'll come to me and I'll have to make a video or invite you back on. I don't know, man. Yeah, right, we'll take one more question, guys, and then we got to get out of here. What are you drinking, dude? Right here, brother, bubbly. I don't know if this is Canadian, but it's super good. We have the same thing down here, but it's called Coca Cola. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I think we're boycotting that right now. <laughs> Baz, bro, you need to have like a whole series of questions right here. What is it about the truck back? Was was it? Was it? Uh, no, it's not about the truck wrap. Ah, God, dude, it was something to do with something. I don't remember what it was, guys. Let's see. Uh, God, it was. Uh, it's like right. It's like that. Yeah, I can't. I can't. That's I can't right there. Albert, uh, as soon as I click uh, in broadcast, it's going to. Uh, yeah, I bet, eh? I'll talk really uh, slow. Dude, I don't remember. Yeah, Big Rob's talking about it's too much pollen. Did you see my video on the pollen, dude? I didn't see Let's it. Let's just shoot the crap for just a minute, man, and we'll get off of here. Yeah, uh, dude. It's not raining down here in South Georgia. It is pollening. Like it's like a green cloud flying across the fields. It's pollen. So bad. Uh, Bass said I need to put you put him on live and answer my question. What did you ask me? How would you call your competitors as square? Listen, I had some young guys do that to me this week. Uh, these guys are fresh out of high school. Uh, and they called me last week and they're like, hey, how much would you charge for a double wide mobile home? And I'm like, who am I speaking to? And, yeah. and they're like, oh, well, this is uh, so-and-so. Yeah. So I, I kind of went a little high on it, whatever. Um, and then they call me the day and I go and so I'm like, is this? So no, man. Look, it's cool. If you want to know, I'm actually on a job. Come on out. They drove out. I showed them what we had. They showed me working with. Nice. And uh, anyway. Just I, I did that when I first started. I would call, but I wouldn't call my local competitors. I would call like hours away just to get an idea. Like you guys ask me all the time, hey, what do you charge for this? Look, I can't tell you what to charge. You know, I mean, yeah. one, it's where you live. Two, how much does it cost you to buy SH? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we charge what we charge because that's what we have to charge to, you know, I know my hourly rate. Some, a lot of times I do square footage, but a lot of times I do it by the hour. If I cannot figure out because it's so weirdly shaped or something, mm-hmm. um, you know, if it, a general guideline on that, I mean, to me, uh, and I, I won't stay on the subject too long, you know, I, I charge X amount for a one story per square foot or hourly, and it goes up a couple cents per square foot if it's two story and so on, you know, things like that. Yep. Uh, that Pe- people yeah. are funny man, with pricing too. Like you said, with the watch example, like if you're too cheap and the other quotes are higher, you're going to be kind of like, what is wrong with this guy's quote? There's got to be more to it and they're going to discard your bid. So I think just like you guys got to just get started. Like you got to go wash two, three, four, five houses and evaluate how long did that take? What were the challenges? How did it go? Then get Google reviews. Like for us, it took two years to start ranking up on Google. I tried everything, backlinks and guest blogs and this and that. It took at least two years to get us ranking for our keywords. And like now it's been two and a half years we've been ranking good. And it's like Google's like the machine that just feeds you. We don't do too much PPC. It's just organic ranking for our reviews. People will call you. So it's amazing what's happening in the world online. If you do a good job, you're an authentic guy like Scott building this channel. You attract people to you. They want to listen to you. It's the same thing with your small service business. If if you rip people off, that will come to light pretty quick. <laughs> That'll come to light pretty quickly in your on your GMB there. So-and-so took my money and ran. You get four or five of those in a row, no one's going to be calling you. So if you're just honest, you do a good job, you serve the customer, you, this thing's just snowballing over time. My, my business didn't grow a lot for the first two years. I was still figuring it out, turning some dials. So it, it sometimes takes a little bit of time to get it going. Yeah. I, I still don't remember what I was going to say, but I will say, <laughs> you know, you keep mentioning uh, GMB, which is Google My Business, guys. If you guys are serious about your business and you have not set up a Google My Business, if you in, I don't know what you're doing because yeah, Facebook is one thing, which a lot of everybody's on Facebook. I believe in Facebook marketing. I've gotten pr- probably a good vast majority of my jobs off of Facebook. Um, Google My Business is is vital, in my opinion, guys, because and the reviews that you get are vital. Like, you know, we're talking about keywords and stuff. I mean, we could spend an entire two or three, four days talking about this because yep. you can just talk about it. But yeah. Guy, I mean, don't be afraid to ask your clients, your customers, even if it's your aunt. Hey, can you go to my Google My Business uh, yeah. and leave me a review? And yeah. that's what it, I, I believe that, that is. It's still telling the algorithm, hey, people want this business, and it's, it's, it's the biggest thing that's been up in, in the rank. So, and I don't. I'm... Yeah, um, I kind of missed that. It was cutting out, but I like in, in my understanding, again, guys, if anyone tells you they've got Google figured out they're they're not being truthful with you. Um, I, I think they're getting smarter that if I go try write a review for Scott's business, it probably won't get published because I'm way up in Canada. They'll be like, what's going on? Why is this person writing a review? So men go do get friends and family to, you know, don't lie and say you hired Scott's business or hired your business. Just say, like all right for a friend's company, owner is very trustworthy, does great work. I've seen their work. I know the owner. I can confidently say that and stamp it. So 
it's almost like a character reference, right? Everybody, Scott got his first job not knowing how to do it. I got my first job not knowing how to do it. You figure this stuff out. So again, it comes back to being a nice person, not ripping people off. Um, you're going to attract those people, attract those reviews. And if there's like one marketing thing I'd say, it's like get on Google My Business like yesterday because it takes 12 days to get your code in the mail. Then you get it up. I've got some some friends that have ran into problems getting their thing going. So, um, you know, if I was going to start a, a if I was going to start like a junk removal business in six months, I would start the GMB, the Google My Business, like today. Get get some traction going. It just takes time. I remember what I was going to say. Thank you. Sir. Yes. One of the number one things that people ask me, they'll, they'll ask me all kinds of questions. Hey man, I ran into this situation. What do I do? What do I tell the customer? Let me explain something to you guys. People are not hard to deal with. This is what I was going to tell you. This is going to be epic. And this is going to end this entire series tonight. Everybody brace yourselves. <laughs> Drop the mic. It's not, it's uh, yeah. Mine's so, but anyway, um, communicate with your customers. I mean, that's the biggest thing. People are like, I had a guy message me the other day. Hey, man, uh, I did this on the roof. It's not coming clean. They want it rinsed off now. Da, da, da. I'm like, look, you've got to communicate. And when I, we were talking about it earlier, this is why I brought it up. Um, don't go out there. You're saying, you know, go out there. Like you said, don't go out there being arrogant or all that stuff. But go out there. If you don't know the answer to something, if someone's asking you, hey, can you clean this? The same thing with a chimney or whatever. If you don't know, don't pretend that you know. If you'll be honest, I mean, this goes all the way back to my law enforcement and stuff. I mean, if I don't know, let them know that you don't know and go say, look, I don't know. But if you'll give me, you know, till tomorrow afternoon, I'll have you answer. I figure out why. Uh, yeah. Just be transparent. You know, explain to your customers. If you guys wash roofs like I wash, you know, just like you said something earlier, you explain how you're going to solve the problem, what you're doing, just like on Facebook, you know, just post a picture. It's clean enter and then post your stuff. I mean, this roof is cleaned, uh, you know, just communicate what you're doing and why. And if you tell people, you know, when I first started washing roofs, we were spending hours rinsing. I mean, trying to get everything off the roof. So it looked like a brand new roof. Now we don't rinse. Yeah. And, and uh, unless I just really want it to be, unless the customer specifically requests it, I, I explained to them and I haven't had any trouble with it yet. Look, you know, this is a living organism that we're going to get up. Spraying weeds in your lawn or spraying a solution on there that's going to kill it. Yeah. Okay. You will see some results very quickly, but we need to let it dwell at least until there's rainfall because it's going to only make it better and it rains, it will wash it off after it rains. If there's any spots that we need to come back and touch up, we will be more than happy to come back and do that for you for free. And we, just that, that was the biggest thing is communicate everything, be open about it and you won't have any trouble. I mean, that's just my opinion. That's what I've ran into. Man, we like to say every <laughs> boom. We like to say everybody rinses. Just some people use the sky and some people use their hose. Right. So it, it's just a matter of what, how you want to have it in your business. So um, that it, it, it's so true guys, people are dealing with, humans um their their bs meter is pretty high they know if they're getting sold someone's not being truthful so if you can just be transparent and honest and and be a real person with them they're going to be more likely to trust you the the 
you know, upsells our crews get on site lots of times beats what our sales guys do because they trust the crew coming in. You know, Mrs. Smith, I'm up here on your ladder. I see, you know, your gutters on this corner should probably get done. Do you want me to add that in for you? Um, you know, it's more of this like buddy, buddy peer relationship than like, Oh, I'm getting hard sold by the sales guys. So, you know, look for opportunities on site to add on to your tickets. Um, I'd look at selling in packages. Like I said, you know, we'll give prices for a lot of times many services and I'll say, guess what? If you put it all together, we can take five or 10 points off it. So we get a big package ticket job um, in, in coming up on five years of doing this. Like don't just go for the windows or the gutters. Um, how this business pushes forward is I think with soft washing with bigger projects, the siding, the roof, the gutters, the windows, bundle it all together and you got some big tickets in your schedule. Yep. Right, guys, we're going to wrap it up. I didn't mean for it to go this long. Uh, this video will be available uh, as soon as it's over. It's going to have to process and do all that. If you guys want to know more of what David's got to say, he's got a wealth of knowledge. He can help you guys a ton. Jump over to his YouTube channel. It is at Home Service Business Coach or just just type in YouTube Home Service Business Coach or David Mowerman. Um He's on, uh, where you, tell me where all your, where, how can people find you, man? Facebook, Instagram, yeah, where anywhere, brother, uh, home service business coach on everything, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. I'm, uh, I'm always happy to chat like Scott, you know, if you got questions or anything, um, we're all fighting the same fight here, guys, regardless of business size. So reach out and get help. I, I did it early on in my journey. I, like I said, hung around mentors, um, you know, one of my favorite quotes I'll leave you with, you'll be the same person in five years from today, except for the people that you meet and the books that you read. So get around mentors and start reading some books because it'll, it'll push your journey forward. All right, guys. I appreciate you guys jumping on David. I appreciate you coming on guys. Make sure you check us out on Instagram. Uh, I don't have a Facebook for this channel. Uh, I don't want it mingling with my business stuff, but uh, Instagram, you guys have questions for you too. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and uh, appreciate it, David. I'll, I'll have you on again in a couple of weeks, man. This has been a fun and a blasty blast. Anything you want to say to everybody before we get out? I appreciate you all. And uh, I appreciate you, Scott, having me on, brother. We'll definitely uh, link up again. And, and just thanks. I want to just say thanks to you for making the industry a better place, guys. Scott's given you guys so much knowledge here on all his channels. And uh, like you said, if I had this five years ago, insanely valuable so i'm not saying you guys have it easier but you do have a tremendous resource to to look up to so keep keep doing what you're doing brother because uh it's making us all better trying to big rob wanted to know real quick if you're going to be on wednesday if i'm going to be on wednesday what is that if what does that mean uh i don't have a clue i, yeah. I thought maybe you had something going on on your channel uh, uh I don't know. I don't know, Rob. Maybe send us a message so we can clear it. Wednesday's tomorrow. So as far as I know, I got a pretty open day, but I guess we'll find out. Send me a message for more on that. Yeah, I don't have a clue. All right, guys, we're getting out of here tonight, man. God bless. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.